Hello, Morongo Basin and listeners around the world online at Z1077FM.com. Here is the Z1077 local news for Friday, March 17th, 2023. At this week's regular session meeting, the Morongo Valley Community Services District Board of Directors met to address substantial issues related to the Morongo Valley Fire Department and to receive and respond to a multitude of accusations and insults from members of the Morongo Valley community. At what was undoubtedly one of their longest meetings, after more than four hours of public session on Wednesday night and only less than half of the meeting's agenda covered, the Morongo Valley CSD Board of Directors decided to continue their meeting Thursday night at what became another five-and-a-half-hour meeting. The Board of Directors, working with Morongo Valley Fire Department Chief and CSD General Manager James Brakebill, was able to address an urgent toxic mold issue in the firehouse, allotting more than $30,000 for remediation services and equipment to keep operations running smoothly during the removal of the mold. Chief Brakebill also proposed repurposing an obsolete fire engine as a maintenance vehicle to be reassigned to the Parks Department in a cost-saving move that was enthusiastically endorsed by the board and attendees. At this combined regular session meeting, which totaled nearly 10 hours over two consecutive evenings, much of the time was given over to a back-and-forth between defensive board members and an unhappy public. On Thursday night, nearly half of the meeting's runtime was spent either by community members providing feedback in the form of criticism, calls for resignation, unfounded speculation, and simple insults, or by the board directors responding in great detail to remarks made during the meeting, at previous meetings, or on social media. And you're not taking accountability or doing anything. You should be ashamed of yourself. That is ridiculous. Where is your pride, woman? It's You're so prideful. Humble yourself and work for the people. <laughs> The standing room only crowd, most of whom had been at the Wednesday night meeting, took advantage of scheduled open comments to question the integrity, mock, insult, and hurl expletives at members of the board, specifically President Jennifer Henning, Vice President James Whitney, and Director Michael Emery. A scheduled discussion over the board's process for hiring new legal counsel devolved into a heated back and forth, with board members disagreeing with each other and members of the public. Here is Director Whitney and Director Johnny Tulbert. I okay. never want that again. You need to stop that. If you keep saying our general counsel, no, that 27, you did say general counsel. Interjections from the public were received by board directors in an inconsistent fashion and became so uncontained that President Henning adjourned the meeting for a recess. During the final section of the meeting, scheduled for director reports, directors Henning, Whitney, and Emery spent the last hour of the five-and-a-half-hour meeting responding directly to the community's concerns and calls for resignation with prepared statements that were read over the interjections of what remained of the rowdy late-night crowd. Reiterating and responding to some of the more outrageous marks made against them, including racist and homophobic slurs made during meetings, on social media, and printed material that has appeared in Morongo Valley. Here once again is Director Whitney. I did. Yes, I did. Let me finish. During one of our recorded Zoom meetings, a community member added to the chat, the three of them don't even look like us. During these lengthy statements were repeated comments that they had made during earlier portions of the meeting. Though the meeting was never less than contentious, at times chaotic, and extremely long, members of the CSD board, CSD staff, and the public worked together when the agenda items were focused on providing support to the Morongo Valley Fire Department. 
If you are heading north into the Mojave National Preserve, you should be aware of a major road closure that will be affecting travel in the Kelso area over the next year. Robert Hayden joins us with the story. Access to the SEMA Dome in the Mojave National Preserve will need a heavy-duty four-wheel drive vehicle to access it for the next year. SEMA Road, which connects at I-15 and exit 272 and ends at the intersection of Kelso SEMA Road in the preserve, is a 17-mile road that will be undergoing heavy construction until March of next year. Closing access to the SEMA Dome, the White Cross World War I Memorial, and Tetonia Peak. The trailhead will be limited to visitors who can access the area via unimproved backcountry roads that will require four-wheel drive vehicles. The $24 million project will improve visitor safety as well as build infrastructure that's designed to reduce the amount of endangered desert tortoises getting hit by cars. In light of public safety and to protect road crews working in the area, visitors must avoid driving on or across the active construction zone of SEMA Road during the closure. You can find a map along with other updates on road conditions and closures for the Mojave National Preserve at this story on our website, Z1077FM.com. Reporting for Z1077 News, this is Robert Hayden. Theater 29 will be covered in pixie dust as Peter and the Starcatcher makes its debut tonight. Though tickets to tonight's debut performance may be scarce, the show runs all weekend long through the first weekend of April. Arts and Entertainment reporter Charlie Thomas shares how to take the second star to the right and straight on until morning. Theater 29 proudly announces the opening night gala for their production of Peter and the Star Catcher, May 17th. The Tony Award-winning play upends the century-old story of how a miserable orphan comes to be the boy who would not grow up, otherwise known as Peter Pan. From marauding pirates to unlikely heroes, Peter and the Star Catcher playfully explores the depths of greed and despair, and the bonds of friendship, duty, and love. Opening night tickets are $30, which include hors d'oeuvres and drinks, and are available now from the 29 Palms Kawhi and Gladys Carroll Scholarship Program members, or can be purchased right through the theater website. Peter and the Starcatcher performances will be Friday and Saturday at 7 p.m., with Sunday matinees at 2.30 p.m., March 17th through April 2nd. All tickets are available at theater29.org. Reporting for Z1077, this is arts and entertainment reporter Charlie Thomas. The lineup for the 20th annual Wonder Valley Music Festival has been announced. The event... Started in 2003, has continued to be a popular showcase for high desert musicians and bands. This year, expect to see Ben Vaughn, Casey Litter, The Sibleys, J.J. Rev and the Needs, Ted Cerevese, and The Desert Dames off-Broadway. Ben Vaughn, the organizer of the event, said, quote, We are holding another Wonder Valley Music Festival, but this one is special. It's the 20th anniversary. 20 years ago, I wanted folks in L.A. to hear the Sibleys, but it was hard for the band to make it down the hill to play gigs, so I thought I could bring people up to them. And for the most part, it has worked. This year's event will be held on April 8th at the Palms Restaurant, located at 83131 Amboy Road in Wonder Valley. The event is free, and Z1077 is a media sponsor. The Joshua Tree National Park Association Desert Institute invites you to join them for some exciting new courses and retreats. First up... The Desert Institute at Joshua Tree National Park is hosting a women's getaway weekend event where you can unplug, learn new skills, and enjoy camp cooking, hiking, and yoga with your guides Pam and Robin at the beautiful Lost Horse Campsite. The weekend will be held next Saturday, March 25th. For more information and to register for the event, visit joshuatree.org and click on the Desert Institute page where all of the spring classes and activities are listed. The Morongo Basin needs long-term affordable housing. Copper Mountain College 
Under Melanie Scheel, Vice President of Academic Affairs, and Brian Benton, Program Coordinator, has designed a curriculum to train contractors and promote student job opportunities. The new curriculum includes finished carpentry, plumbing, blueprint reading, hand and power tool usage, common construction materials, invoicing, and scheduling. Hillary Sloan is here to tell you about this new program. Sheil and Benton have been working on a program to improve students' lives and help the community meet housing needs. Our mission is to get people employed, said Sheil. We get taxpayer money so that we can make the community better and improve lives. By the time the students have completed the curriculum, they will have a basic understanding of the overall process of building a structure like a home or a garage and the needed skills to start their own business. The new one-year two semester master's course will begin in October of this year and will be held at the 29 Palms High School from 4 to 7, Monday through Thursday. For more information about this program, see this story at Z1077FM.com. For Z1077, this is reporter Hillary Sloan. The 29 Palms High School Lady Cats softball team traveled down the highway to take on the Yucca Valley High School Trojans yesterday and came away with an 11-5 win. The Lady Cats scattered 10 hits in the game. Gabby Wonderly, Oli Ryan, and Maze Belts each collected two hits each. And finally, the 29 Palms High School track and field team hosted Coachella Valley High School. The much larger Coachella teams won both meets, 67-5 for the girls and 91-17 for the boys. Josh Corrado led the team with 13 points, winning the 1,600-meter, 800-meter, and placing second in the 3,200-meter. Freshman Caden Berry, freshman Stephen Cook, Jesse Espinoza, and James Wolf all pitched in points and third-place finishes in the meet. The girls were led by freshman Ania Haynes, who won the 200-meter and 400-meter. Nicole Fuentes and Elizabeth Marshall pitched in eight points each, earning a first and second place. Jade James also added in six points, winning the high jump with a personal record of four foot three and earning two more personal records in the long jump and triple jump. Stephen Cook and Nicole Fuentes were selected as Wildcat of the Week for their efforts in the difficult, very high hurdles event. Next week, the Wildcats will travel to Desert Hot Springs. That's our local news. Hear local news seven times a day, seven days a week at 7, 8, 9, noon, 4, 5, and 6. More Morongo Basin residents get their local news from Z1077 than any other source. Reporting for the Morongo Basin News Leader, the award-winning Z1077 Local News, I'm Jeff Harmetz.